0: In the episode, The Treaty, what country does Leslie represent? Answer at the end of the episode. The citizens of Pawnee. I'm Perth Happley, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. And I will call my new Italian fast casual eatery, the Locale, Calzone, Zone. You can trust me because i don't care enough about you to lie everything i do is the attitude of an award winner because i've won an award i made my money the old-fashioned way i got run over by alexis hello and welcome to citizens of pawnee a parks and recreation podcast where i discuss anything and everything from character breakdowns to episode rewatches as well as some other trivia and tidbits about the show. My name's Brian and I'll be your host. This is episode number 94, being recorded Monday, October 23rd, 2023. It's a lot of 23s. And today I'm gonna be covering season three, episode nine, Andy and April's Fancy Party. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email citizensofpawney at gmail.com. You can also follow and message the show on Instagram at citizens of Pawnee podcast, as well as my other page at Parks Rec Memes. And just a reminder that this podcast will have full spoilers for the entire series. What's going on, everyone? How are you? I am tired. I am sluggish. I don't have much to talk about. Um really the the things that I've been doing lately besides work and, you know, just regular household things and like garage selling and thrifting and all that is um, watching a lot of Corey Feldman videos. <laughs> I I feel so bad for this guy. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I shouldn't even be talking about this on here, but I, I feel like, not like, oh, I shouldn't talk about it on here, but like, I should, there's no reason I should be like, picking on Corey feldman but it's like maybe if he didn't carry himself like such a douche it would it wouldn't be so like all right maybe we'll, we'll cut him a break but i mean like just this comeback he's trying to make is is and that song the comeback king is just incredible like incredibly bad i mean it's like the room the movie but and, and like Corey feldman like i like he's in uh the lost boys which is arguably my favorite movie ever and i love his character in that and i've liked him in a lot of things but just like my my wife joni she sent me this video on instagram the other day and i'm sure a lot of you have seen it it's the one where he's like he's playing dream or uh no sorry uh, what the hell is it called cry little sister is that what it's called the, the one from the lost boys like the really slow song and he's like that's what the caption says above and it's like he's playing it live and he's like telling everyone like making sure they're like tuned up and everything and then he like walks up to get to the mic and just like totally biffs the mic it's so funny because he like you can hear the crowd all like cool like like half of them are like shocked and like some are like oh my god but then the others are just like whoa like it's so funny like just just look it up um Man, I I uh, I taught actually. So last night I was on uh, the Flips and Bumps podcast with my buddy Sasha. We had a lot of fun actually. It was a really fun uh, episode. You should check that out. Uh, also, there's a they put their their stuff on YouTube. They're uh, they're really high tech like that. So if you want to see what I look like and you want to see me talking and in action, uh, go on YouTube. Check out Flips and Bumps podcast. Uh, I think it was episode number one. Forty, But anyway, yeah. Um, also, that's just a great podcast to listen to. And um, I don't think I screwed it up this week. Whenever I'm on that uh, podcast with Sasha, it's usually when Pee Wee uh, is off. However, the three of us will go uh, together every once in a while. But anyway, uh, every time I'm on, there's technical difficulties and I feel terrible because like the YouTube video will look like shit or, or my audio sucks. But anyway, Sasha, if you're listening, thanks again for having me, bro. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, <laughs> a conversation I had with my wife and it was about Blink 182 cuz I was uh I was out thrifting and I found a Blink 182 shirt at Goodwill for 6.99. And I was like, uh eh. I don't like cuz it's it's a newer shirt. Like I I recently sold a vintage Blink 182 shirt by vintage I mean like 19 well like 2000ish whenever. Like probably when uh, Dude Ranch came out around that time. Like their, that was their first big hit album. And uh, yeah, so I found this t-shirt when I was garage selling this summer. I paid three bucks for it and I sold sold it for $75. So I know there's like Blink-182 is hot right now also. And like their brand new album just came out uh, this past Friday. So like four days ago. So I, I saw this t-shirt and I was like, you know what? Like I don't want to pay $6.99 for it. That sucks. But it's a nice shirt. And I know I can sell it for like probably twenty to twenty five at least. And if not, it's a large. I'll wear it or I'll give it to my brother. Like he's a big Blink One Eighty Two fan still. But I asked. (laughs) I went up to to talk to Joni, and I was just like, so I already had my phone out and I was playing one of the the new songs, the new Blink One Eighty Two songs. And she's like, and it was like one of the better ones on the album. But I just wanted to kind of show her. It's like, oh, here, like this is what they sound like now. And like the music was awesome. Like I, you know. For that song, at least, it was the first track, it's like a really fast one, which is called Anthem 3, which is awesome because there's obviously there's two other songs called Anthem and they're both great songs. So it's cool that they uh, continued that up. So <laughs> I, I go, I'm playing the song for her and she's like, oh, it sounds good. And I'm like, well, you know, and I ex- she can, you know, because we've been married for 15 years and she's known me for so long and she's just like, don't start. So one, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like offended because I'm just like talking, you know, I'm kind of thinking, it's just like, what What do you mean? Don't start. It's like, how dare you? And she just goes, don't even try to turn me against Blink-182. Like it was, it was just like, oh, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, I, I, you know what I'm kind of thinking, but I was totally gonna. Like I was going to try to turn her against him, but I was just going to like start. Because I'm always negative about everything. I hate that. It's a, like, I don't mean to be, but it was like, uh like i still think tom DeLong, like him turning into like a, a like a crazy person for a while with all those conspiracies and stuff but then it's like hey guys i i need you guys want to make some money again let's tour and make a new album and i guess we could just go back to being like goofy little like adolescents and <clears throat> good for them though i mean that's that's what they did and they're gonna they there are there's they sold out the united center uh, it's where the Bulls play in Chicago. I mean, like, and I'm sure they're just selling out arenas and <laughs> like, you know, stadiums. And then maybe not stadiums, but arenas, we'll say. Arenas are more like, you know, like 15 to 20,000 stadiums or like, you know, 40,000, which I'm sure Blink-182, actually, they played the Tweeter Center in Illinois. That's when I, I saw them back with, geez, with Bad Religion and Phoenix TX, I think. But anyway, that and that was like, I'm not kidding. That was like 20 years ago like 15 20 years ago and I'm pretty sure they sold that out so blink Two's always been just like this huge man. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was funny and um finding out like my wife had a new found or er, no, not a new found, like I found I don't know what I'm talking about. My wife likes Blink-182 more than I thought she did and I'm a little concerned. I'm not. <laughs> uh I don't have any filler for you guys uh We're just going to get right into some Parks and Rec. Season 3, Episode 9, Andy and April's Fancy Party. Directed by Michael Trim. Written by Katie Dippold. Here's your cold open. Uh, we open up with one of the greatest scenes in Parks and Rec history. Uh, we're in the conference room where Ben is briefing everyone on uh, how they have to park like on the street, you know, for they're redoing the pavement, parking lot, whatever. So temporary parking, recycling. Donna's like giving him shit because she doesn't want to park her Mercedes anywhere else. Uh, suddenly, Ron starts to groan in pain. You know, then everyone's like, you all right? He's like, yeah, I got a little bit of uh, tooth pain. No big deal. So Ben continues talking about whatever, and then Ron groans again. So when Ben asks if he needs to go to the dentist, Ron refuses, saying he hates dentists. (laughs) Quickly, I got to cut away. Uh, This is very true. He hates dentists. Remember, he punches one in the face in season six. Yep, Jeremy Jam. (laughs) Uh, So then he pulls a pair of pliers out of his pocket. It's like a... um, a kick. Uh, a kick is like a little hand tool that's got a bunch of um, you know tools on it. But he's he he flips out the pliers part, and then he just proceeds to actually start pulling the tooth out himself, which is so funny because immediately like they're just like whoa, what are you doing, man? Like when he pulls out the pliers, and it's just like no, 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 and he just starts pulling on the tooth, and he just rips it right out which is so, I mean, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, which is exactly what Donna says when she gets up and she walks out. Uh, Tom faints, he literally falls over on the ground. Uh, Ben runs off, presumably uh, presumably to vomit because it looks like he's actually holding his stomach. Uh, April walks out in disgust, like, which is kind of funny, actually. It seems like this is the kind of thing like April would like, but at the same time, maybe it just shows you that she's kind of a poser, like all this cool, like, it, gross stuff she likes but when she actually sees it in person it's like oh um uh yeah leslie just like kind of sits next to ron and she's absolutely uh horrified and uh jerry walked out but it's just such a hilarious scene uh <laughs> ron tells us in a, in a talking head that he had the tooth removed yesterday uh he kept the tooth and he did this just so that in ron's words he could show his co-workers how much pain he can endure Fucking classic. Like, just such a great cold open. And the fact that, and then he smiles and he's just missing the tooth. It's like a huge gap. It's great. Um, th- like, Ron has the best cold opens. Like, all of the best ones, just like they're, you know, the Google Earth one, when he finds out you could, you know, Google Earth, whatever, he, he chucks his whole computer into the garbage can. Uh, the one with the dog is great, you know, when they bring the puppy in and everyone's like, oh, yeah. And Ron's just like, take it out outside. And he's like, what, shoot it? And he's like, no, just take it outside. And then the puppy starts licking his mouth and he's like, all right, take it out and shoot it. And then of course the broken coffee pot one, you know, he's like, who broke it? But Ron's like, oh, actually I'm the one who broke it. I just, uh, you know, he wanted to get everyone pissed off at each other because he says they were getting too chummy. Let's get back to this episode. We start off with Andy and April announcing to the Parks crew that they're going to be throwing a fancy dinner party. They even give everyone an invite, which includes a request. <laughs> God, this is so stupid. Like, it's hilarious. So it, it, <laughs> every one of these uh, includes a request for something that they must bring to the party. For example, they asked Tom to bring silverware and Donna to bring cooked steak. It's the simplicity in what they're asking for. I just love it because it's like, all right. even if i let, let's say i just decided i'm gonna bring cooked steak how should i cook the steak you know like what kind of steak you know it's it, it's just it's hysterical all right um so like always leslie forces everyone to go uh however we will see later that donna does not go even though she is part of this because leslie tells everyone and we're all going and they're just like eh, whatever which I don't they do a lot of work functions like that they they're forced to go to like camping for instance anyway yeah donna's uh donna doesn't go Uh, i guess no one's getting cooked steak you'll find out later why she doesn't go uh so we then see leslie and ben talking (laughs) he says that he has to bring avatar 50 pairs of 3d glasses and a 3d capable tv uh, so this is the second time, I think, in the series that we mention mentioned Avatar uh, in the episode Park Safety. Uh, Carl Lorthner who, had, Lorthner, who was played by Andy Samberg, you know, hey, I wanted to try to find a book about Avatar, but I don't think they make it. it yeah, he's super loud and annoying. But anyway, I just love that they talk about Avatar so much on Parks and Rec. Uh, ben tells Leslie that he needs her advice. His boss from Indianapolis called and wants Ben back on the road, but that But that same morning, Chris Traeger asked if he wanted to just work for him and stay in Pawnee. So at this point, it's pretty obvious that they like each other. But like in the last episode, or what was it? No, it was the Harvest Festival episode. That's when they kind of started flirting, you know, like with the, take that Harvest Festival and like doing the finger guns and all that stuff. And Tom's like, hey, get a room. So uh, Ben's actually like a little confused when Leslie doesn't tell him right away, like, hey, you should stay. Uh, she doesn't say that he should leave either though. So, um, she's like, you know what you should do? You should just make a pros and cons list. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Actually, she'll bring up a pros and cons list later on in the episode too. I think, or Ben does one of them. Did. I don't know. Um, so yeah, he's like, all right, cool. I'll do that. So next we're at a nightclub called Mez, Meze. I don't know. M-E-Z-Z-E. I don't think that we see this place again. We might like the outside of the building looks familiar. So maybe it's got a different name, but. Tom's Bistro is like the only other like place that kind of looks like this one, but it's definitely not that. So anyway, uh, it's singles night and Ann Perkin is looking to get back in the game. Ann, Perkin, Ann Perkins is looking to get back in the game after a very condescending answer from the bitch from the purge. Uh, yeah, I had to write that out because Ann walks up. Uh, there's the the woman who's like handing out the name tags. And Anne's never done this before, you know? And and I imagine, like, a singles night, kind of almost speed dating type thing would be like, yeah, you'd be nervous. So she asks the lady, Uh, so what do I just start talking to people? And she's just like, uh, you want me to tell you how to hit on men? And Anne's just like, okay, thanks. You know, just like she gives her a very condescending answer back, but it's, yeah, this woman is in the movie, The Purge, which I, I love that movie, but she sucks in that movie. So yeah, she's, uh, maybe she sucks in everything she's in, who knows? Uh, all right. So then, uh, Anne is just like, all right. So she takes off, she's going to go mingle, but She sucks at it. (laughs) We'll get back to that. Uh, So over to the fancy party, Jerry shows off his new Charlie Brown-esque shirt. So it's like, it does actually look like a Charlie Brown shirt, but it's gold and black instead of, uh, you know, the yellow and black. But it looks like, yeah, I think it's got the wavy lines, but it's like a silk shirt. Looks like it would be very hot. Like Jerry would probably sweat a ton in this thing. But anyway, uh, he's asking everyone like what they think. And Tom's just like, yeah, hey, you know what? It's, it's actually not that. And then he's just like bust out laughing. He can't help himself. Uh, he just tells Jerry that the shirt sucks. So then Leslie comes over and she warns everyone of April's best friend, Oren. Woo-hoo. She says he's very weird and very intense. Don't share anything personal about yourself. So Oren, who... We, uh, when, when did we mention him? Uh, he was in the episode Time Capsule. So, so, earlier this season, like you know, maybe like five, six episodes. Uh, I believe the reference was, or, or, or no, uh, oh my god, I think it was when Leslie told April, she's like, and also, you know, like I, I don't approve of your friend Oren either, or something like that. Uh, but sorry, all right. So, uh, Orin is played by Eric Isenhower. uh, he will appear in a handful of episodes moving forward. Uh, Like I said, he was mentioned in Time Capsule, but he isn't seen till now. So he was actually just mentioned in that part. Uh, He wears a black cloak, fingerless gloves, and he wears makeup around his eyes to appear spooky. So it's like he looks dead, basically. (laughs) Uh, Just then, Chris shows up with a cake. Well, not exactly. Because Chris is Chris. He instead brought a vegetable loaf, which infuriates Ron. (laughs) Which is great, because he comes in and he's like, oh, I brought the cake. And then he puts it down and... I think Ron's just like, what is that? And he's like, it's a vegetable loaf. He's like, oh, that he's like, did they tell you to bring a vegetable loaf or did they tell you to bring a cake? He's like, well, they said to bring a cake, but I thought this was healthier. So Ron just, he's like, so not only does this thing exist, you have taken cake from the party. And Leslie's just like, Ron, take a walk. He's like, yeah. And then he just walks away. It's so good. I just, it's a great character moment between them two because it just shows you again, like, how in sync they are and like Leslie knows how to calm Ron down. Or like tell him like what to do to calm himself off. So it's awesome. All right, so we head back over to Singles Night and finds a familiar face. It's Donna. So that's why she's not at the wedding. Um, however, yeah, it's just kind of weird that she didn't say anything earlier. But I guess it, I guess it is kind of a, su- a surprise for us too when Anne sees her. Um, yeah, so I just love that Donna basically just said fuck that <laughs> like for Anne and April's uh, party. Andy and April's party. However, she didn't know they were going to get married. So that kind of sucks. Actually, when you think about it, like from the whole parks crew, uh, Donna's actually the only one that uh, was not at the wedding. Donna, however, is not happy to see Anne telling her that tonight we're not friends. If you get a man, I don't get that man. And basically just tells her to beat it. Like, which Anne is shocked. She's like, you told me to do this. And yeah, that was back in like the Harvest Festival episode when Donna was telling her like, hey, get back out there. So Anne's doing this like with uh, Donna's, you know, uh, Donna's uh, advice. And Donna's basically just like, yeah, that's great. I get it. But like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) So All right, uh, we're back over at the party. Tom tells Ben that he's going to miss him if he heads back to Indianapolis. Also. So are you going on like a year-long walking tour of the set of the Lord of the Rings in New Zealand? To be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of uh, Peter Jackson's interpretation, so you can put that one away. I just love that that's Ben's way of talking shit is like, oh, yeah, like that, like he know. like, don't even try to tell me that I like that version of Lord of the Rings because it sucks. Um, also, I love Ben, but like, come on, he didn't like Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like even even Joni likes those. My wife, like those movies are fucking awesome. The original three uh, just, you know, the the, the oh, my God. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, the Two Towers, and then oh my god, like I'm forgetting, and then the Return of the King. Yeah, they're they're awesome movies. Uh, the Hobbit movies weren't bad, actually. Those are pretty badass too, but they're they're not as good as the 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 Lord of the Rings ones. I don't think, I don't think. So uh, then uh, we're uh, still at the party. Uh, we we go into the kitchen where Leslie tries to do, um, or she tries to help out by seeing if there's any more food because apparently everything's running out and i just love that andy's like don't worry about it leslie i'm putting out the food now and he like shows her a plate and there's like seven bagel bites on there it's gonna do anything uh suddenly april comes in and andy covers his face saying no it's bad luck if i see you we all know what that means they're getting married Woo! a surprise wedding that will happen tonight all right real quick so i have to point this out all right first of all we have to remember the house that they live in a well that andy lives in is burley's house burley's a guitar player from uh, mouse rat so there's a dry erase board in the kitchen that you can kind of see when leslie right before well she walks in but like right before she's blocking it you can actually see a dry erase board and it's actually pretty clear what it says It says, Andy, stop eating my food. If it has my name on it, don't eat it. So obviously this is from Burley, and I love that this is actually a callback to season two, episode 17, Woman of the Year, when uh, early on in the episode, April is walking down the hallway and she kind of walks up on Burley giving Andy shit. And he's just like he's like talking about it. he's like dude if you're gonna live with me basically telling him like you're living rent free at my house can you fucking clean up after yourself and Andy's like being like really like childish about it like oh fine and uh, like the the best part about that he's like and also the bag of smells has to stop it was a fun experiment at the start and Andy's like no come on man like we're really starting to get some results <laughs> but I just love that callback so actually I'm gonna probably post that on the Instagram so if you don't know what I'm like or if you haven't seen it just uh yeah when this comes out or yeah just check the instagram and uh, i'll put a picture of it on there so um anyway leslie's totally shocked of course uh she even asks if april's pregnant or dying maybe to which she of course both says she says yes to both of them um she can't believe it why are you doing this why is this great thing happening well i mean it's actually (laughs) a really funny story we were hanging out and suddenly i was like What if we got married tomorrow? And she was like, Fine. That is a great story. But you guys haven't been together very long, and you have no place to live. We've been together long enough, and we'll find a place to live. Yeah. Like a house, or like a condo or something. Probably a condo. You you can't just get a condo. No, you're right. House. So, of course, Leslie goes over and she tells Tom and Ron, hoping that they'll agree with her uh, that they shouldn't get married. But Ron tells her to back off. And he basically is just like, it's not really your place to butt in. It's actually kind of, I don't want to say shocking, but it is kind of funny to me, though, really how, like, the Parks crew, it's like no one's really concerned. Maybe it's just because they know that it's like, like April still has support from her parents. And, like, Andy's very just like, Andy seems like he's a survivor. I mean, he lived in the pit for, for how to, you know, like who knows how long. So I wonder if that's why everyone's just like, they'll be fine. Like, especially Ron, he's like, they're, they're going to be fine. And of course they are. I mean, like they're a very, they have a very odd way of living, but yeah, it's awesome. Back over to Singles Night and looks pitiful. Actually, it's pretty funny. Like she's she's talking to like this dude. She's like laughing at things like that aren't funny, and she's just like talking nonsensical. Like she goes up to this guy and she's like, "Hey, I'm Ann." He's like, "Oh, hey, I'm Brian." She's like, "Oh, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a uh, what do you say?" He's like, "I'm a manager at a, a sporting goods store." And she's like, "Me too." He's like, "You are?" And she's like. No, you know, so he even points out he's just so you're just like saying yes and nodding to nodding and saying yes to everything I say. And it's it's pretty pathetic. So um you actually they it's a cool camera trick. You kind of see this going on, but then it pulls over a little bit. and You can see Donna in the background who actually I kind of call bullshit here because it looks like. Donna's far enough away and it's loud enough that there's no way she can hear this conversation going on. But either way, it's still funny because all of a sudden Donna just gets up and she's just like, she kind of like pulls her away and she's just like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. And she's like, were you born in the, were you raised in the woods? Are you Nell from the movie Nell? Uh, so anyone unfamiliar, the movie Nell, I have not seen this movie, but I totally remember it because it came out, you know, in 1994. So I mean, like I was a, a, young, I think it was was like 13. But uh, I remember seeing commercials for this and it stars uh, Jodie Foster. Uh, She's like this woman who lives in the wood and she's just like a hermit. So she lives in this little like hut and I think she gets introduced to the world or something like that. But it's, I I just love that. Yeah. Are you Nell from the movie Nell? Uh, So Donna's, Donna decides that she can't let her friend crash and burn. So she says she'll help. At the fancy party turned wedding, Tom asks Andy if he can be his best man, which to me is like the there's like nothing more pathetic pathetic than that. But of course, like that's how Tom is, so it's perfect. Um, just to actually walk up to the groom and say like, "Dude, can I be your best man?" Uh, so yeah, Tom or uh, Andy's just like, "Yeah, sure, man, that's awesome." Like he's more excited about that. But um, this is where it starts to get like a little like, hmm, <laughs> because Tom already has cigars. That he's handing out to people. All right. There's why, why would he have that many cigars? Like, if they, if I feel like maybe if they added in a little just something saying that Tom was like, I ran to the convenience store real quick, you know, and I got cigars. But like, they don't do that. It's just immediately when Andy says he could be the best man, he just starts handing out cigars. So it's just like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but, um, I, and then at this point too, I think we see Andy's brothers because they're two, like, it reminds me so much of Jason Siegel's brothers and how I met your mother. They're just like big hulking dudes like him. But yeah, so these two, two guys, like we, we don't see them. I don't think at any other point in the show, but they're just like big guys. And then like when, also when Tom comes up and asks if he can be best man, these two guys look kind of like, well, they're confused, I think. And also kind of like, what the fuck? Because one, probably because this little guy just came up and asked if he could be the best man. But it looks like maybe they're offended too, that they're not the best man. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's actually, I don't think it, maybe on IMDB, it might say Andy's brother, but you know, they're never introduced. So uh, we cut over to April, who's getting a pep talk from Leslie. She even tells April to make a pros and cons list. Yeah. So that's what it was. I remember she told Yeah, so she told Ben to do this earlier. Uh, She told April to do it. Now, then to make Leslie even more annoyed, Andy pops in without knocking, by the way, which is like, seriously, like, what the hell? Like, I, that bugs me so much when people don't knock. Oh, I hate that. But anyway, um, Andy comes in and he asks April what her middle name is because they need to know for like the wedding thing. So it's just kind of like, it shows you even more like how little they know about each other. And Andy walks away shouting and he laughs. <laughs> it's Roberta. Uh, shout out to my aunt Midge, whose real name is Roberta, but. She hates it, so she changed it to Midge. That's the story I always heard, Aunt Midge, so if this gets back to you and that's not true, I apologize. (laughs) Um, There's a great talking head of her where Leslie tells us that she used to date a Civil War reenactor. She caught on when she noticed that he wore the same clothes all the time. Also, he was married. (laughs) This is the way she talks about this, too, because leslie's stories about her shitty dating life are the best and with this one yeah she's like i met and fell in love with a guy that i knew for six hours (laughs) so it's like she's kind of comparing what she like her stupid move there with andy and april getting married so i get it uh back to singles night uh donna coaches ann a little bit and this is so this is is it at this point i think this is yeah this is the second time in the series where donna does double like where she does two shots simultaneously like in her mouth like both shot glasses and the first time was uh uh the, ma- uh, the master plan in season two for april's birthday because remember she bought her a shot and april didn't want it so then she's like okay and she just drank both of them together so she does that here she orders two shots of jameson and Anne's actually like oh i'm good actually i don't want to do a shot and, and donna's just like <laughs> like it's not for you and then she just yeah puts both of them in and just it's awesome all right. Uh, back to the wedding. Andy wants lots of best men. Ron, you were so amazing with me and April stuff. I love you, man. Would you be one of my best men? I'd be honored to, son. Chris, you helped me get April back. I'll, would you be my best man? Nothing else in my entire life would make me happier as long as I live. Jerry. Uh, i'm so glad you made it this shirt is hilarious derek and ben will you be my best men so did you notice the last two names he said at the end it was kind of a little bit quieter but it was derek and ben that's right April's ex-boyfriend and his boyfriend, uh, arguably my two least favorite characters on the show. Uh, however, they're fine in this episode because they literally do not speak. They have no words. And I guess I will say, just because I love the consistency of this show, is that they had these two actors come back just to just to literally be in April's wedding because it makes sense that they'd be there. So it's awesome. And that's why I like Oren's there, too, because he is her best friend. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's so good. Like with the casting and everything like that. Uh, so then Tom does something that like literally no human being would ever fucking do. And he just like, he stands up on a couch or actually I don't even remember if he stands on a couch, but he just announces or he just starts yelling. Are there any strippers in the house? Like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he does. He gets up on the couch and he just yells this out. Anyone? And everyone's looking around like confused as hell. So Ron comes walking over to shut him up. And Tom's just like, what? I'm trying to throw an impromptu bachelor party. Um, So like in case I've never said this before on this podcast, Tom sucks. (laughs) Like in this episode, it's another like one where he's basically unbearable. Uh back to singles night, Anne gets a call from Leslie telling her about the wedding. So Anne seems more surprised and confused than actually like upset. Uh, but definitely not what she was expecting to hear from Leslie. So, like, it's yeah, I mean, like, could you imagine that? Like, and so quickly, too. It's like, yeah, she's definitely over Andy, but it's still like, I mean, wow, because she says to or well, I'll get to it. So back at the wedding. We now we finally get to see Oren talking. Actually, we don't get to see him talking, but Ben is talking to him. So at least they were engaged in conversation. We just didn't get to hear it yet. So, uh, but we cut right in as Ben says, "No, Oren, I don't know how I'm going to die." wait, are you asking me or telling me? And then Leslie swoops in and saves him. So like Oren walks away. Uh, she pulls Ben aside and tells him about April and Andy. Like everyone else, though, like I said, he doesn't really seem too concerned. I guess, it's. I think it's also just because he doesn't really know April and Andy either. So it's like, I don't really care. Like, he's, like, you know, he's getting to know them more, but he's still, they're, they're still not friends. And at this point, he's still it's like, hey, I could be leaving at any point. So uh, Andy and her, Andy interrupts though because he's got to give a speech. Attention, everybody, madams and miss was, if you would do me the obligation of having your honor heretofore in the room, doth right over there, uh, hence. What? Big event in that room, 15 minutes. I mean, after all, it is a fancy party. (laughs) like every that whole scene is just so great i mean like him try and everyone is so confused when he's talking it's wonderful uh in a talking head leslie sternly tells us that she has to stop the wedding nothing will come of this like this i, I don't understand why they left this in here maybe it's just because they I, I maybe i see what they meant to do where it's one of those like someone says something so boldly and then the exact like the next scene cuts to the exact opposite. So it's funny. I feel like that would have been funnier if they set it up differently, because first of all, the the way that this was aired and the way that you watch it like on TV or the way that you stream it, it cuts to like break after she says, I'm going to stop this wedding. So it like goes black. And even if you don't have commercials, it still cuts to black. It's not that quick smash cut to like the exact opposite. But then it's like, um, Andy tells it, like, so yes, this is what it cuts right to, uh, which is Andy telling everyone the big secret and uh, that the two of them are getting married. Uh, So among family members, we see April's parents and her sister, Natalie. Uh, For Andy, it's tough, like I said, because we see, like, who appears to be his brothers since they're just, like, huge and they resemble him. Also, they are two of the groomsmen. Um, Also not named, but I think Andy's mom, because there's a woman who, you know, comes up and gives him a hug and she's, like... I don't know who else it would be like some kind of family member, I'm guessing. Uh, but then, um, actually we do meet Andy's grandma. Like she, uh, he, he calls her grandma, (laughs) I believe. So, um, yeah. And it's awesome because when they're, they're doing their vows and he actually says, I'm the luckiest man in the galaxy. I love that, you know, guardians of the galaxy. So a little foreshadowing there. um, So now April, Roberta Ludgate, and Andrew Maxwell Dwyer are married. (laughs) So then like out of nowhere, the animal control burnouts, Brett and Harris, are just there. And they're just like, all right, they they go to release the doves, And uh, Brett's, or no, I'm sorry, Harris is just like, yeah, here we go. And he throws one and it's dead. And it just like thuds on the ground. It's so funny. Just like the you know he's like okay all right so that one's dead uh there are I, I at first i thought they were all dead but i did check again and you can actually see the other ones like you know like walking around in there it's pretty funny uh so outside on the front porch uh ron and leslie talk and he assures her that april and andy will be fine so i just yeah i it's like they have a lot of guidance like leslie for one i don't think leslie would never let like this go to shit. i feel um so uh, we also find out that Ron loves burning effigies for his uh, ex-wives. And uh, so basically uh, an effigy, if you don't know, it's like when you just like kind of build a sculpture of something just to destroy it, like out of rage. <laughs> so he's done this for both of his wives, you know, Tammy one and Tammy two. But then Leslie's like, wait, weren't you married three times? And he's like, oh, that's right. Because remember in the movie, uh, the episode, Ron and Tammy, uh, they got married again. So that counts as a second one. So then we see some speeches by Natalie Ludgate and Andy's grandma. Speaking of speeches, Tom's nervous about his best man speech. I gotta nail the speech, so I brought in an expert, Jean-Ralphio. Can I throw something on you, see if it feels good? Sure. Okay, this is what I would do. I would start with a joke. Joke. Vince Vaughn quote, obviously. Swingers or crashers? Fred Claus. talk about Andy's ex-girlfriend's quote from Love Actually, hold back your tears, pause drop the microphone get out of that bitch of course though andy ends the speech after his grandma and he's like oh my god no one could ever top that so then tom doesn't get to give his so of course he's like he literally does like a pouting like "Mm," like he throws his hands down like he's you know like a little kid Uh, back to singles night Anne is more confident now but she's still not having that much luck she tells Donna she's going to leave because it's just not going well. Plus, she's still processing uh, Andy getting married. Like, And that's another weird part. She's like, she tells Donna that Andy and April are getting married, and she's just like, so? You know, but I don't know if maybe that's Donna just trying to be, like, to, with Anne. It's just like, so what does that matter for you? So, um yeah she basically just tells Ann to say screw it and uh, she's like if you don't go over and talk to that hot guy who's been staring at you all night i'm gonna do it so Ann goes over and talks to this dude he stands up so uh back at the wedding reception, Andy and Mouse Red are ready to perform. Andy calls out Tom as his best man finally. So he makes a speech about how like how little he thought about this and how like <laughs> him and April are just like I, I don't know, he's just like just do whatever makes you happy. But I love that he keeps emphasizing, like, we literally did not think about this, and April's just, just she's like kind of shaking her head like, no, we didn't. But it's awesome because they're 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 so in love. Uh, So then the band starts playing and everyone starts dancing. This is like, um, it's it's actually kind of weird. This is a different actor playing Rivers, uh, the drummer of Mouse Rat. Just a little tidbit for you. When I was watching it, it I never noticed it before, but this time I was like, that's not Mark Rivers, the guy who plays him. So uh, this is a guy named David Henderson, but he plays just the drummer. Maybe they replaced him for an episode. Like maybe he was kicked out of the band. Who knows? Off to the side, we see a very unlikely conversation going on. If you thought Ben and Oren was weird, how about Chris and Oren? So, what's great about this, though, is that Oren actually is the one that walks away from the conversation because Chris is like, it looks like they're actually having a good conversation because Chris is super into it. And then Oren's just like, he actually talks. He's like, "Uh, I think I'm going to go now. And he just walks away. Uh, So then April tells Leslie, this is a really nice scene, she just, Leslie's standing by herself and April walks over and she just tells her like how happy she is that she stayed and she's like, you know, like, I love you. And it's just like a great, like, hey, I just want you to know, like, you know, obviously Leslie's older than her. It's not like you're like a mom, but it's like, hey, you're a great, like a big sister kind of. So it's a really nice scene. Uh, So then uh, off to the side, Harris, he asks Ben if April is still available, forgetting that she got married 20 minutes ago. Uh, Again, this is Harris, the uh, the animal control guy. So he's probably stoned out of his mind. Uh, So Ben and Leslie have a little talk off to the side and she tells him that he should stay in Pawnee because, you know, she's just like, hey, like we like the Harvest Festival was great and she finally came to her senses too and also when ben was talking to harris uh, like when he was asking about april like like i said like forgetting that she just got married um he kind of says he's like ah it's like all the good ones are taken huh and it's like as he says that ben's looking at leslie so it's a really nice scene of him reflecting kind of like i I think i really like her so however you know like when they're talking here and she tells him like you should stay and he tells her i already accepted the job from chris so it's pretty awesome so that's how he uh tells her that he's gonna stay and <laughs> it's great uh because uh, they're both excited and then ben's just like Oren's standing behind me isn't he and, he, and like that shows over and or had yeah, the camera pans over and Orin's standing there and leslie just grabs ben and they they run off so it's kind of cool so that's the episode we just have the tag we're back at the parks department Donna schools Anna on how to talk to the men who have been calling slash texting her. Like she's doing the whole, oh, no, 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 no. You can't like write back just yet. And you got to give it a few days. And then there's also, she's like, oh, there's this guy da da da, da, da texted me. And Donna's like, write back, who? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, so good stuff. But anyway, um, we see a video of Andy and April on their honeymoon. They're at Burley's family's house on Lake Michigan. So uh, Lake Michigan's actually uh, only about... 20 30 miles from where i'm at now uh i don't know where april and andy are though i just i also love too like how good of a friend burley is to andy like that yeah uh, that too it's like first of all he basically gave him uh his house like they did say burley went and moved in with his girlfriend but still i mean he basically just kind of probably signed it or, or just kept you know maybe andy and air uh, april and uh andy pay him rent who knows so Anyway, uh, but then Ron tells Leslie, they're still together. You owe me 20 bucks. So that's the episode. Uh, On IMDb, this is an 8.9, which I think is well-deserved. My thoughts on the episode. Uh, Yeah, like I said, this is overall a pretty awesome episode. Tom sucks in this episode, but I mean, like, I can't really ding the episodes anymore for that. Because moving forward, I feel like Tom only gets worse, to be honest with you. He's still hilarious, but I'm going to bitch. You know I'm going to bitch. But overall, it's like, I still think Tom's a great character. I just, he sucks and he's a horrible person. Uh, We got to meet Oren moving forward. He was a great character. Again, there's not much that he doesn't really have any stories or plot lines, but he's just a great character moving forward. Uh, This is a loaded cast. There's tons of citizens of Pawnee just like at the wedding, which I talked about, which is awesome. We get April's family back. Uh, Bretton Harris, uh, John Ralphio. You know, it's like these people shouldn't be at this wedding, but they just are just to to be extra. So I love that. Um, Also, Derek and Ben again. It was just, it was nice to, like I said, I, I just think the continuity there and just like, why wouldn't these two be here? So I thought that was really cool that they brought them back. Uh, and then also, uh, arguably the best cold open in Parks and Rec history, which is Ron pulling his own tooth out, which is so amazing. All right. Um, that is going to wrap up this episode. If you'd like to contact the show, citizen.depawny so at gmail.com is how you can do that. You could also like and follow on Instagram at Citizen of Podcast and at Parks Rec Memes. Just a heads up, guys. I think I'm going to take next week off. I'm to to be honest with you, I'm kind of burnt out. (laughs) This episode probably uh, seemed like it was flying by because I just didn't really have much material, if you want to call it material. I don't know. (laughs) Like, even for like the, like after the intro and just stuff to talk about. Um, Yeah, it's just, I I just need a break, like a mental break from this. And I've just got a lot of other stuff going on. And then with like Halloween coming up, I'm going to be busy, you know, like with, we have a, Halloween dance on Friday, which is going to be pretty fucking sweet. But either way, um, yeah, I'm just... uh, So uh, next week, we're going to take off. Enjoy your Halloween. Uh, Check the Instagram, though. I'll post a thing um, with the Halloween episodes guide. So um, yeah. But when I do return, which... uh, And you know what, though? (laughs) I shouldn't even say this. There's a good chance I'll still like put an episode out next week just because I'll be like, I got to go. But... Count on there not being one, please. Uh, but anyway, uh, when, when we get back, uh, we're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 10, Soulmates. Thank you so much for listening to Citizens of Pawnee, Parks and Recreation podcast. My name's Brian, and I'll see you in two Tuesdays. In the treaty, Leslie represents Denmark.